Welcome to Five Stripe Weekly. The epic transfer saga of Miguel Amarone is nearly done. Miggy is a Newcastle magpie. And we have a mega size show with lots of guests to talk about the whole deal. All that and more coming up. Welcome to the show, Five Stripe fam. I'm AJ, this is Devin. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe and leave us a good rating. First up on the docket, we have to talk about Miguel Miron and the transfer saga almost ending. I mean, it's him, pretty much done. It's pretty much done, barring a physical and him signing the contract and holding up a shirt. But uh, taking I mean, the pictures, dotting the teams, crossing. <laughs> you the can eyes. tell though that Newcastle fans are very, very still apprehensive because they've seen a lot of deals fall through or not get done at all. But uh, I think for us, I think we're pretty much there. We're happy days in terms of, yes, the transfer is done. Uh, four DPs is no longer a problem. Miguel Miron, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very sad. Yes. I'm in the seven stages of grief. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, <laughs> I'm somewhere, I'm way past denial. I'm almost yeah. at acceptance, but there's still... Because we all knew. We, we knew it was knew, coming. But... It was it was that feeling of when he subbed off in the MLS Cup Championship. Yeah. And they did the big clap, and he's hugging Julian Gressel and hugging Barco mm-hmm. as he's coming on. And Was it going to be the last time? The first, the first thing he does is he and Tata just have this long embrace. And, and you know... You could tell. You, yeah. you could tell that it was a send-off. We absolutely knew it was a send-off. You know, I don't think anybody really wanted to admit it was a send-off and the whole thing about, yeah. oh, it's possible we might have him for Champions League. This is the absolute best case scenario. Absolutely. All the way around. You get a player who's signed with the club as a 23-year-old, kind of unknown on the world stage from, right. from Lanús in, in Argentina. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he comes here and in two seasons, he's he does what he does. We, you know, we all know what Miguel Almiron was to the five stripes. Mm-hmm. And to see him get his move to the Premier League, yeah, it was a little bit of strife, and there was some will they or won't they put up the money. But ultimately, he came here to go to Europe, mm-hmm. and he gets his dream move, and I couldn't yeah. be happier for him. I'm sad that we won't get to see him play in Atlanta anymore, but I'm happy that we, it, it you know, I'm thankful for the time that we had. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, Darren, Darren Eels played hardball. Ooh. It was just uh, firm, you know, over 20 million, or you don't get the player. Yeah. Uh, and then you could tell, like, it, kind of going through the timeline, yeah, it's like, uh, Daniel Campos, uh, Miguel Miron's agent, kind of helping us out as well. Uh, reportedly, uh, Rafa Benitez, maybe Putting saying his career on the line. Yeah, saying Although he's, he's denied leave. that. He's now. denied it, but reportedly, you know, that may have helped it. It really uh, because and let's talk about that. Rafa Benitez is a world class <laughs> manager, and I'm not a Newcastle fan. Everybody yeah. knows that. But Rafa Benitez has has managed at Liverpool. He's managed at Real Madrid. And the thing that is most critical and crucial to me about Rafa Benitez being at Newcastle is he stayed with them through the drop. Yeah. He saw them through relegation, got them. I think they won the championship that right. year that, mm-hmm. that, that they came back up. Mm-hmm. And he he's got them in 14th and fighting you know to stay up mm-hmm. now. Miguel Almiron coming into that side, feeding Solomon Rondon, you know, giving them an attacking creative midfielder that also tracks back and plays great mm-hmm. defense. Just in addition to Jose Perez. Yeah, just in addition, helps. Just in addition to uh, what they already have there. Uh, I mean, everything about Newcastle has always been the negativity towards Mike Ashley, the owner, mm-hmm. mixed with the fact that they're still probably a top 10 most valuable club in the world. I mean, it's like true. they sell out every single match mm-hmm. at St. James Park, a 50,000 plus stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- th- that Newcastle, I remember watching, you know, it was Alan Shearer growing up mm-hmm. and you know, that Newcastle with the, with the beer just logo the very in the middle story of the club. It was just known, you knew who yeah. they were. Mm-hmm. So to see them fall in the hard times that they're on, and still be able to maintain a Rafa Benitez as a manager. Absolutely. I think that that's a big statement. And then for him to then go to the owner and say, look, I gave you everything that I had. Now give me something in return. And for them to go out and make that Miguel Almiron as Rafa Benitez's number one choice. Exactly. That's that's massive uh, that Miguel Almiron yeah. you know, is this storied manager's uh, number one target at right. Newcastle United. That's it, it dispels massive. the rumor that the MLS is a retirement league. You know, I, I know that a lot of people are going to say, oh, he played in the MLS. What does that matter? It's a second-rate league. That's such a lazy take, and it's, right. it's, it just shows me that you don't watch. I watch a lot, a lot of football. I mean, I, I watch Bundesliga matches, Serie A matches, Conferama matches, Liga 1 matches, you know, Eredivisie matches. I watch it all. And MLS is a physical league with mm-hmm. up-and-coming talent. It's really on the come up. Especially teams like Atlanta United, New York Red Bulls, LAFC. Mm-hmm. Like, they could take teams in the championship. I think Atlanta United could beat Sunderland. 
you know, I, I, yeah. I, I think that on, you know, on a good day, we, yeah, we really could. Yeah. I mean, yes, obviously there's a little bit of the, uh, kind of roster restrictions with Absolutely. the MLS, uh, salary cap. And it's not so a like for that, like comparison, yeah, but the idea but. that the MLS is a substandard league mm -hmm. is tired. And, and, and for people like Danny Mills from, from Five Live Sport to say, I've never heard of this guy, he's from Paraguay, can he play in the cold? Come on, man. Seriously? Yeah, just a, a modicum of he's, research. He scored two goals against it. Minnesota United yeah. with about eight inches of snow on the pitch. Yeah. We all saw that happen. Maybe you didn't, but let's let's do a little bit of research. We live in the YouTube era. Yeah, it's a lazy punditry for sure. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, his... Uh, Getting back to the timeline, which was probably pretty funny, is that Campos uh, decided that he was going to go to uh, Italy yeah. in Napoli and Inter Milan to shop Miguel Miron. Whether he actually did that or not is uh, something of debate, probably because of the time frame. It was pretty much a matter flights, of three days. Man. I mean, hyperloops and you know, <laughs> right. something apparently. I, I saw I saw the dude take you know, an overnight flight from teleportation Atlanta, from Atlanta to London and then hop on a, a helicopter. You know, to to be on time side. So yeah, yeah, you it's know, true. I, I mean, it, it was quick in a sense. If but. people want to get things done, they can get things done. You know, true. Daniel Campos, he played hardball. He did everything to get his agents cut. He got yep. his player the move that his player desperately wanted. And and we can all you know say as Atlanta United fans, like you know, we should ultimately think that Atlanta United is a destination. We've got a, a one point something billion dollar stadium that's always full. And yes, that is the case, but. It's still a move to Europe, and there's, you know, best competition. England is it still is the crown is. jewel of UEFA, so and you get the most money. Absolutely, you get the absolutely the most money. We're talking about wages Miggy. wise. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the rumor is that Miggy's going to be, you know, somewhere between eighty and a hundred thousand pounds a week, which would make him the highest paid player in Newcastle history. So not only would he break their transfer record, he would also break their wage scale. Yep. So you're talking about a guy who in America was on about two to two and a half million at the most yep. with bonuses and incentives. Mm -hmm. um, so he goes to England and overnight doubles that. <laughs> Indeed, exactly. And that's the, the power of going over there with that TV money that unfortunately MLS does not have. Right. Hopefully we can get to a point like that, but it's just, I think it takes time. It takes time. Yeah, there's some maybe a couple decades that might until uh, we get into that point, but hopefully sooner than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, yeah, Miguel Miron arriving at Tyneside, as we said, in a helicopter, that's just uh, really good stuff in terms of how they're treating him. That looks really nice. Well, I mean, I was watching Newcastle you know? Fans TV, and shout out to you guys. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I, I, watching the, <laughs> I'm not going to believe it, even if he's standing outside holding up our shirt, and yep. it's, it's all been like a wet fart in a paper bag. <laughs> you know, I know that that was probably a really terrible Newcastle you <laughs> accent, try. but I you tried. Try. <laughs> and uh, no, it's, it, I feel for that fan base. I really do because I feel like they've been jerked around with players that were supposedly coming in and failed a medical or, you know, or, or the rumors of, of they've got money and then they just don't spend it. I mean, they, they, had, they had something like a negative 19 million net pound spend in the transfer window. Right. And, and I'm an Arsenal fan and that makes <laughs> me feel for you. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a team notorious in uh, really being thrifty, in sh being shrewd, and uh, yeah. having a negative net spend in the transfer window, and, right. and you guys make us look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy, and I think uh, they made them look good uh, this uh, this window as Absolutely. well, which is just nuts. But uh, yeah, and in terms of uh, the, the actual, you know, what the transfer fee is rumored to be, it's twenty point five million pounds, which break that translates down. to about twenty seven million. Uh, for uh, in, in dollars for Atlanta United. For Atlanta United, but, but let's break that down because yeah, everybody boils has down asked, a little bit. How does the salary work mm -hmm. when you do a transfer in MLS? So I'm going to break it down for you. It's rumored that Atlanta United played somewhere between eight and twelve for Miguel. Let's right. call it a from flat, Lanus, yeah. Let's call it nine, just for safety's sake. Let's maybe call it eight. Yeah, I'm going to say nine. Okay, for safety and math's sake. Sure. He did. He uh, so we paid nine million to complete his transfer, and then over and above that. Uh, he was paid roughly five million dollars over the two seasons in salary that he was here. Yeah, yeah. So like that adds up two, to yeah, yeah two point three, two point three, four point six. We could do that together. Let's add it up and just call it five. Mm -hmm. So that together would put you at fourteen million dollars. Now, of that fourteen million dollars, you would immediately recoup it. So if we sold it for twenty-seven million, if we sold Miguel for twenty-seven million, fourteen million right off the top would go back as as a recoupable fee. Now, MLS would then be entitled to 25% of that remaining 13 million. Mm -hmm. So roughly three, what, three and a quarter, three and a quarter million dollars. 
right. uh, would go to the league. Now that's fair because in a salary cap league, we're actually in a situation where the MLS is actually paying your non-DP players. Mm-hmm. You know, so for them to get a cut of the payment back, that's fair. So yeah. that's seventy-five it's pennies at that point. Yeah, it's pennies know? at that point. The, mm-hmm. the, the seventy-five remaining percent would be about nine, another nine and three quarters million on top of the money that we'd already brought mm-hmm. in. So the league would get a cut of about three and a quarter million. All told, Atlanta United walks away with about 23 and three quarters million dollars from the deal. For a player that you spent roughly, like I said, about nine million and then five million in wages to double up on your investment, that's amazing business. Right. And then to have only spent about 12 on pity, which, you know, you have add ons, maybe it goes to 15, but even then, you know, I don't think it was a, a case where we needed money or anything right. like that. It was really all about making. Uh, the move for Miguel Miron to make his uh, to make his promise uh, to uh, was uphold his promise. There we go. But Tata brought him here yeah. under the promise that you come to America, you play for me for two seasons, and I'm going to get you to Europe. Right. As opposed to you sign for a team in Europe and they loan you around. Because it was rumored that Miguel right. had offers from Arsenal and Chelsea and and yeah. other clubs in Europe, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee success for an untested 23 year old. Yeah. Now he had, he came to America, he played a, a, a rough and tumble schedule. Mm-hmm. He, he did the travel. I mean, that's the other thing is right. the travel in MLS versus the travel, you know, flying everywhere coach fly, you know, yeah. or, you know, and, and literally, you know, flying from Vancouver to Atlanta and then back to Real Salt Lake and then mm-hmm. home. And the, you know, the travel in America is insane when you consider in England you can literally go from Newcastle to was it Southampton. It's like a matter of five hours. It, yeah, or so, in yeah. five hours. It's <laughs> the state of Georgia. So yeah. you know, I think that Miguel coming to America, putting in the work that he did, and and and, and being struck, the focal point yeah, of the team, being the engine, and struggling mm-hmm. through you know the small injuries that he had. He never was he never was crippled. He never had yeah. a, an ACL or anything like that. So you're right. not getting any damaged goods. And you're getting a battle-tested guy who, as we saw in the in the playoffs, you know, I forget the player's name for NYCFC, but he was literally just the whole reason he was out there was to hit him. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, indeed, like indeed. like Almiron Herrera, yeah, was pretty yes. much there to. Yeah. And, and who was the guy that got the yellow card for for stopping the uh, the, the breakaway in the, uh, in the very beginning? The, the the guy with the beard that yeah yeah uh, yeah, I, I think it's ring. I think yes, okay. Yeah. So anyway, but like Miguel's getting ready to break away. That was the one that I thought we should have gotten a, a dog so penalty. For, yeah. but uh, but Miguel Almiron was such a threat, you know, to, to any t- and he grew from the time we saw him at Bobby Dodd, you know, to the two goal game in Minnesota, to the hat trick against Houston, you know, to, to he's to the, been a joy to watch to the, the pro- entire time. But he's yeah. also been a player that has grown, which is why I think that that the the, the transfer to Newcastle is simply the next step in his career, mm-hmm. As, uh, you know, over and above it being a great thing for the league, the mm-hmm. team, the city, and the player individually. It's the next step in the ascension that is Miguel Almiron because right. he has won everywhere. Right. And, you know, let's not even talk about how this would already break the MLS transfer fee record yep. that stood for a very long time. 11 years with Josie Altador from uh, Red Bulls to Villarreal. And then, I mean, of course, Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies in this window broke it with the 22 million move, and then and even that's heavily incentive laden. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But this, this I mean, is this a lot of cash. Up. Here's some cash. We want your player. Yeah. Here's some cash. This is which is crazy amazing. because Mike Ashley never does that. So <laughs> it must have been really a, a lot of parties involved to really yeah. put that pressure and play hardball on Mike Ashley because, I mean, how many years that he hasn't really made and. Broke their transfer record as well. It was so, Michael Owen, yeah. 1997. <laughs> it's a hell of a long time. But uh, so in terms of all that, I mean, this I is think. just. <laughs> it could be. We, it can, was definitely Michael Owen. You can let us know in the comments. Uh, you know, we, we might get some things wrong uh, from time to time. But uh, but yeah, and so he has uh, checked out the uh, the training grounds. Yep. He has checked out the stadium. Uh, he has talked to Rafa Benitez. Had the so, Louis bag and the Gucci sweater. Yeah, right. Exactly. That man, that come up is large, man. That's what I'm talking because about. Because the the cartoon shirts that he came in with, and then now he's rocking Gucci and black and hoodies. white Gucci, nonetheless. Oh yeah. He, he went color coded, so that's why I believe that everything's kind of signed, sealed, and delivered. Indeed, indeed. And of course, uh, we saw Miguel Miron say his goodbyes on Instagram yep. already. Very heartfelt messages from not only him but from players. Yep. And uh, I mean, you can tell it's pretty the love much was real. And yeah. and if I can stress anything to any of our friends over across the pond you know any of our Newcastle fans 
please love this guy. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that in a weird way. I'm basically have patience because yeah. Miguel Almiron is literally like, he's a zero ego player. He is, he's, he's all team. You can, you can look at the reactions of his teammates on Instagram and on Twitter as he left. Like the guy is a consummate professional and he may take a minute to, to bleed in to, to the Premier League and to mm -hmm. the physicality and the speed and the pace. But I promise you, if you sing his songs and if you if you if you put into him what he's gonna put into you, yeah, the, the returns. returns will be. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you, even if he's only in your kit for a season or two before making the next move, like Miguel Almiron is a diamond, and and you're lucky to have him. Yeah, I mean, and this is not to say that he's a perfect player. Or no, like that, but not at all. I mean, he's every absolutely, player has warts, and yeah. yes, he could have a better right foot. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit wiry. I, I don't think he's scrawny. I've seen write-ups like that, but I, again, I think that that's a little bit lazy. Um, I think that what you're getting out of Miguel Almiron if you're Newcastle is a guy that could legit lead your team and keep you in at least the middle of the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but to rely on rely on him, maybe. Oh no, for, they need more. Yeah, they definitely need more. You absolutely need, need to, uh, to have more reinforcements because yeah. uh, it's... Uh, it's not. It's unfair to put it all on his shoulders. He's for not Cristiano this. Ronaldo. Yeah. But it's 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 akin to getting somebody along the line. Like we've been asked these these, these comparisons, and yeah. they're very very difficult to do. Um, just because you know, can I compare him to another player in the Premier League? Mm -hmm. I think he's a poor man's Aaron Ramsey. I think he's a box to box midfielder. Much faster. Clearly. I think he's much faster. But uh, but I also uh. think I also think that Aaron's got a little bit of a, a better huh. finish. Um, huh. I, now, think, I, I think I would have to like kind of compartmentalize his skills maybe. And uh, I would say maybe kind of a Walcott type of pace. Um, yeah. Which is electric. Yeah, very electric. Uh, in terms of his, you know, his skill on the ball, his techers, it's, um, it's very good. I don't know if uh, he will be able to cope with every single kind of defensive midfielder that's going to be on him. or you But know, who in the but world really can? It's true, it's true. But uh, I think he's got, you know, very good skill on the ball that he can cope probably with uh, most of the teams in uh, in the Prem. And, uh, I mean, in terms of his shot, it's he had some droughts last year. It was, uh, th that is true. But uh, I think uh, he's got a good shot on him when he's in form, when he is hot. I mean, it is just, uh, he, he, he's one of those players that you don't even need him to score or assist for him to be productive on the pitch. Because what's hard about likening him to another player is his work rate. His defensive work yeah, is, it's is just, second to none. And be able to drive from deep at that speed and be able to just uh, really outpace an, an opponent opponent completely. It's just, yeah. it's We're uh, talking about the player to break a press. Right. Like literally, if you're getting pressed <laughs> and he doesn't have a pass, he'll beat six people and run up the middle. And we're talking four three forty speed, right. you know. So in terms yeah, of American football, in terms of yeah, in terms of <laughs> clocking. So no, but, but he's he's an electric player, yeah. and, and that's the other thing too is, oh, I, I I don't necessarily see him having to be the ten for Newcastle. In mm -hmm. a lot of ways, I think that Miggy on the wing, mm -hmm. feeding balls into Solomon Rondon, mm -hmm. which is the gigantic center forward that he right. didn't have here. Right, and so it, that could be very very good. Where you know. If they're playing a lot more counter than a Fabian Schar, you can hit that diagonal to Miggy, yep. and then Miggy hits that cross to Solomon Rondon. And there you goal. go. Uh, I mean, you can score within a matter of, uh, of really like two seconds. Yeah. So and his 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 pace to break presses. Because keep in mind, Newcastle is going to be playing down, and a lot of times they're going to be playing out of a press because mm -hmm. they are a counter attack team. Indeed, indeed. But uh, I think something that was funny by our friend that is going to join us uh, on this show in a few segments but uh roberto rojas pretty much uh this was a hilarious little bit from the movie goal if you haven't seen it you should because this whole situation is very very similar to miguel miron but uh he was pretty much saying miguel miron arriving in england should go something like this and yeah i mean with the the guy at tsa pretty much saying yeah you know it's uh yeah you here to play for newcastle <laughs> Well, get in. We need you. We need all the help we, we can get. We need all the help we can get. And that is a movie that's about, I think, 13 years old, maybe 14 years old. It's the same situation still happening. I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Indeed. But, <laughs> um, I mean, the, the whole series would be a funny trajectory. Uh, you know, him going to Real Madrid in uh, goal two. 
Uh, and at Tottenham at goal three, no. which uh, no, we're not even <laughs> adamantly against. Not gonna, but, uh, <laughs> not gonna happen. The whole chicken on a ball rumor. I told you it wasn't happening. <laughs> I told you it wasn't happening. Anyway. But to be fair, a lot of us were still saying that Newcastle wasn't happening. And that yeah, was more about them not level. spending the yes. money. I because just... <laughs> historically he hasn't. So it is. So, I think you know we're justified in <sighs> thinking. And coming up next, we got a big surprise for all of you. It's Mr. We Ready. You sing his song right before the match starts. You chant it while you're walking to the stadium. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. The legend, the incomparable, Archie Eversole. Y'all know what we it ready is, man. For you, man. What's going on? It's Atlanta! Yeah. Y'all know yeah, what it is, man. We ain't here. Indeed, indeed. But we're going to talk about Miguel Miron and his move to Newcastle United. And it might be confirmed by the time you watch this, but as of right now, Wednesday night, it's not confirmed. Archie, how you feel about yes, Miggy moving to know. on to England, Let man. the people how know. Do you know. Are Tell you in your feelings? <laughs> I'm in my feelings right now. Yeah. <laughs> From um, the mind of Archie, everybody. I mean, you know, anybody that knows the little homie, man, our little brother. Shout out to the little homie, man, and, and, and great job. And, you know, we don't know if it's confirmed. But 25 M's is a nice size bag, man. And yeah, you, you know, yeah. you helped us bring a championship to our city that we ain't seen in 20 something years. Yes. 23 years. You know, yeah. so oh. I just want to say congratulations. You know what I'm saying? But I'm deeply hurt. <laughs> There's a big hole in the middle of the field, but we got some good guys that can, you know, feel it. Oh, yeah. Pitsy Martinez you know coming in. Yeah, I mean, that's just the the Martinez twins? Yeah, and y'all already know what Martinez, the first one, did for us. Exactly. I mean, MVP. You did. Big dog. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, so, uh, go ahead, AJ. But yeah, Miguel Miron making that move to Newcastle. I mean, obviously, we know what he can do in Atlanta, but what do you expect him to do in Newcastle? First thing I was thinking is, you know, because we all know, you know, the, the competition over there is heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, Much tougher, yeah. And they're in a tough situation as a club. Yeah, too. And yeah. already. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But they need him. So I, I really think, you know, they'll put him on the field yeah. quicker than most people expect. Probably. But with that speed that he got, he's already outrunning half half of the people over That's there. That's true. I mean, you, you got some people over there with skill, you know, accuracy. But we all know if you see my boy in the middle of the field in Atlanta, that boy goes from he's zero running. to 60 real quick. Zero to 100. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think I think we'll be seeing them early, mm -hmm. you know, and and making some big waves out there, man. One more time, shout out to the little homie Miggy. You did. Exactly. Now, yes. just so you know, the next three matches for Miguel Almiron, he plays Tottenham, he plays Wolves, and he plays Huddersfield. So there's a little bit of a gap. They play Huddersfield on the 23rd of February, and they play uh, Wolves on the 11th. So there's an international break in between. So he's about to go right to work, though. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, he's going it's, right to work. And, and, and not only is he going right to work, he's going right to work with a world-class manager in mm -hmm. Rafa Benitez, who you know has co he's been at Liverpool, he's been at Real Madrid. He's, and, and now being at Newcastle and staying at Newcastle after their relegation, mm -hmm. I think it says a lot. And also to, to then say that Miguel Amaron is my number one signing and I want to stake yeah, my career here on him. They tried to act like they was, you know, oh, sure. gonna oh, you know, put that money up. But yeah. when you, you know, <laughs> when you wait all the way close to the trade deadline and then you, you know, hey man. Yeah, but they're owning. And, and we didn't even, it wasn't no negotiations. You know, it wasn't yeah. like, hey, can we just talk about, you know, 19 or 18? I was like, okay, so. You know, it was you a know, firm. It was yeah, a firm and when they like, invested yeah. that in them, I mean, <laughs> I have I have uh, confidence that they're going to put a lot of the team on. Him, yeah, know? I think so. And I he's mean, young, you know what I'm saying? He'll, mm -hmm. he'll do a lot over there. Right. Yeah, he might be the, the creative playmaker for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those, uh, I, I, you know, I've seen you play FIFA on your Instagram a whole lot. Like, uh, in terms of that, you know, how would you put him at Newcastle? I mean, you, you put him in the middle, you put him on the left. I mean, truthfully, the reason I love him so much in the middle, because his his accuracy with his feet and his speed at the yeah. same time. Now, I don't know. Newcastle, I'll research y'all because my cousin coming over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to yeah, To let y'all yeah. know I'm uh -huh. But, you know, our our, our defensive game and him made our counter so quick. Absolutely. Because, you know, like say LGP makes a good tackle, um, Franco or, you know, even Garza when he was here. Right. As soon as we get a quick tackle and it gets just mm -hmm. a little bit close to the midfield, yep. he's going to take it from here to here. Yep. That quick. Well, also, too, a lot of people forget that Miguel Amaron is one of the better defensive midfielders yep. in the yep. league as an Because he'll play center, center defending man and still oh, well, get much, it, yeah. you know, get yeah. it up there. His pace Run allowed him to yeah. track back. Because yeah, a lot of people call it a box. Because we all know, you know, the fusion thing with like him and Joseph. Mm -hmm. The speed of him and the accuracy of Joseph striking off of that counter is ridiculous. Yep, you know yep. what I'm saying? It's like boom, boom, boom. And the most deadly in MLS. You know, so MVP, if, MVP, if they MVP have them a Joseph right over there, yeah. 
for Miggy to they get into. They have this brother. They do. They have oh, they do. Viper. So, oh, hold so on. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I gotta check yeah. him out. I'm gonna check y'all on FIFA tonight, bro. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Not as. <laughs> but I love Joseph. Of course, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't replace a Joseph. That's for sure. But uh, not as fast as uh, Solomon Rondon. He's more of a kind of target forward is what we call him. And so, yeah, but when you have Miggy yeah. can do that because, you know, Miggy's going to get it. He gets good angles on the passes, you yeah. know, for, ready yep. for the shot. So uh -huh. the speed, as long as you're an accurate shooter, yep. he's yep. going to get it to you. And he attracts a lot of people. Absolutely. You I know also what think something that Great he's going to have yep. different than what he had here at Atlanta United is Solomon Rondon is huge. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, talking about a tall, yeah. you're talking about a tall center forward with a, that's a back-to-the-goal kind of player that if there's a cross, he's going to go yeah. up and win it, whereas well, here he had Joseph then, trying to then, get Then, there. you know, Miggy on the outside might be a, oh, a, exactly. a real viable yeah. option because the speed on the outside with a mm -hmm. nice cross to a big guy. Yeah, exactly. you know, him on the wing. On FIFA, I might set it up that way. I have, to go, I have to go check out with my FIFA coaches. Exactly yeah. right. Put it on my. Put it in my what's system. Your, what's, your, what's your tag just for everybody watching? If oh, you to get so cold. One eighty-seven. That means if you come, you better come ready. Better yeah, come. you did. <laughs> so cold. One eighty-seven. Ever so cold. One eighty-seven. But it's so cold. One eighty-seven on PlayStation, and y'all can see how I do, my boy. Even though he might win. It ain't gonna happen. But I'm gonna delete the tape if you do it. We're gonna do it over. Speaking of deleting the tape, <laughs> here we go. Let's get to deletion. Oh, Let's yeah. Something. But uh, let's get into that kit leak, which uh, Franco Escobar and his uh, wonderful girlfriend unfortunately leaked out. I think it's a legitimate leak because I was flooded in the DMs on multiple platforms. In multiple languages. In multiple languages. That, that's not, that might be real. Yeah, yeah. We're, multiple yeah, languages. They wanted to yeah, take it down, and with good reason. I mean, I understand that the team did not want it to get out at all. But uh, looking at it, because it's out there now. It's oh, absolutely. When I know, everybody's seen it. I it's know gorgeous. personally, it was not supposed to come out. Like it was a lockdown on it because I was. Oh, supposed right. to, I tried to get a copy for the uh, mm -hmm. copy of the new kit for the Super Bowl. Yeah, true, true. And it was like, oh, down. not yet, not yet. As you can see, He's this one came, but it was like that looks sexy as hell. Oh yeah, don't, does. yeah, that, that, that does look real. You know, nice. I gotta throw in a banana. You know, I gotta throw in my trademark saying, looking at that, right? Yeah, yeah. They put a star in his kit, like whoa, like whoa. But so I know I tried to get one, and Skate was like. Archie, you know, we love you, but, um, no, no. Yes, I said, what's right. for Super Bowl? I mean, it's like, it's nah. like the eyes of the world. I was like, yeah. World. I was like, well, they don't want to release it for that. Exactly. It's the, the reveal is, uh, probably February 15th, uh, that, you know, kind of United kit reveal parking, uh, kind of fiasco that they had where it just kind of popped up and people saw it and they were like, oh, well, that's the date. But, uh, so that's going to be probably when it happens and when it's revealed. So is this, but, is this, is this thing deleted? Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's out there already. It's, I mean, it's scrubbed, but it's not really scrubbed. Yeah. It's kinda, <laughs> they once it's it, it's kind of like trying to get a, an email that you've sent back. Yeah, once it's been forwarded to, to everybody. They don't have to cut it off. <laughs> oh, pretty much is this. It's uh, every other account has kept it up. Footy Headlines, which is super great at getting these leaks and getting them out there to the world. Yep. It's still on their website. Uh, Good luck getting that taken down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it's already disseminated into the world. So, you know, now that it's out there, let's talk about it. In terms of, uh, you know, there's a, there's a few stripes on there, obviously. I do, I do dig it though. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the everybody's kind of bugging about, uh, it's not five stripes, but it's five stripes in the logo. That's, yeah, that's, I, I see somebody saying that, but so they're talking about why? Because these on the outside? Well, there's multiple stripes. Yeah. yeah. There's multiple, but you're there's a red like and white striped kit. Yeah. And yeah. you got some on the corner. So yeah, there's a little of that. And it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, AC Milan back in the day. Circa 2010, 2014. That's what, because right. when I started yeah. seeing a lot of jerseys, you know, from the other leagues, it started seeming like, you know, right. they got some of that mm -hmm. vibe from there. But, I mean, saying it's not five stripes, it's like kind of, yeah, it's not really that. This important. don't got five yeah, stripes exactly. on it. We all know what five strikes mean. Exactly. Don't be so literal, uh, man. So, so, and, and over yeah. and above that, like, there's the mention, a lot of people were saying that, oh, it's not that different. But when you, Jason Longshore mentioned it today, when you have a team that's classic, like, yeah, you, want, you want to keep, keep close to the brand. Let's you don't want to just about other sports. drastically switch it. Alabama Crimson Tide yeah. football. When they get a new jersey. You, you, yeah, and if it exactly. is, it's going to be the same thing. Oh, hey, with, with, with an A on the, yeah. with an a in the yeah. center. So, so there's we'll something this to be said instead for of that tradition. One. There's absolutely something to be said for a clean kit that's recognizable the world over. So when I look at something like this and I say, and I hear people saying that it resembles AC Milan, which is a world-renowned club, you know, that's actually a good I thing. I like that company. Yeah, that's a good thing. I love that company. Plus, you're, you're, you're a red and white striped kit team. That's what you are. And a lot of people were saying they were hoping that there was going to be more gold. Well, it's right there. 
Yeah. yeah. On the star. They got him a yeah. star. That's a lot of gold right there for sure. Uh, and you also got it a little bit on the collar, on the trim, on the uh, the, the sleeve as well. I'm interested so, to see the back yeah. plate. I'm interested exactly. to see if it's striped all the way through or yeah. if it's a black yeah. back or yeah. a red back. Yeah. It looks from the from the picture along here, and granted, we'll have Franco, to Franco, tell your girl next time we got to get the angles. <laughs> I know what's going on on the back of the jersey. Right, right. exactly. Love it. But uh, yeah, and in terms of that, uh, the the color a little bit. People were it seems a little yeah. yeah it, it's I not exactly it's the the regular red. Yeah, but that could be. An Instagram I was about to filter. say that could be a filter. That yeah, that's the only reason that could be a changer. I mean, right. who knows his hair is always that perfect. Was that was that smiley face in the that picture was, originally? Yeah, because that looked like that looked like because his girl typed this right. Oh, yeah. oh that's a filter. Because yeah, Franco ain't wearing makeup right after playing soccer. He's not. Nah. Yeah, that's a post practice shot. Yeah. They added emojis. That's right. edits. Yeah. That's all edits. Which unfortunately he has been injured, so maybe he hasn't really been uh, in the loop. Maybe that's why he you know, just accidentally let his girlfriend leave some stuff. Uh, Who knows? What but no. Are you saying he was seeking he attention? Made shows out? No, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not speculating. <laughs> no, anything. no. He's, he's been in the loop because he got a star on his jersey. That jersey, he didn't pick that up after the championship. And <laughs> as we saw a couple times in practice, he did have the tape on his shoulder as opposed to having his arm in a sling. And oh, yeah, because he has been doing foot. some running. He did have yeah. a broken collarbone, but right. that kid's a beast, man. He's, oh, exactly. he's going to come back faster Had than we all expected. Playoff run, holy. Which is why the rumors to Boca Juniors and, and all these other places kind of made no yeah. sense. Can't, can't really buy mm -hmm. into it. But uh, let's let's move on into what Archie thinks about the season and what he expects and wants out of the season. I mean, y'all already know. I mean, let's be serious. More competitions. Champions League. Champions, Champions League. Now, now, truthfully, I want Champions League because it's going to show, you know, how we compete against the world. Yep. You know, and... Uh, I don't know if y'all y'all seen us on Copa 90, but I made it a big thing to tell my partner Poet that we was going to take the championship and then we was the best team in the world. So for me not to look like a total on, you know, uh, uh, yeah, and, and that's on that platform? I it up. Yeah, that thing was like two Shout million views. Shout out to Booge, man. Yeah. Straight up, homies. I appreciate y'all a whole lot. And, um, you know, we got to make waves there, but we definitely know in MLS, bruh, that, that, yeah, that, that thing ain't leaving, man. You now, know, I like how it's sitting. Yeah. It's really nice do, in our stadium. Do you oh, want to yeah. see a supporter shield? Does points on the season <laughs> being number one overall matter, or is it or is it all about I mean, MLS Cup? Yeah, yeah, nay. Because Red you know, Bulls, you know, Red Bulls are going to run around. You know, I love, I love our team, you know what I'm saying, like truthfully. I want the, the fellas, truthfully, to be happy first. Right. You know, them, the fans, yep. you know, mm -hmm. but them. So, if they want a supporter shield, so, you know, we can... Um, Continue to you know yeah. fill up all our Shad. slots yep. you know oh, yeah. on our on our trophy case yep. then yeah but yep. if happiness to me that trophy ain't leaving right okay you know what now, I'm but I do want one you know we, of course why not bro yeah. we, we got Get the biggest the best yeah and we got the best team now I mean we already had the best team and when you're owned by the guy who started Home Depot you can always make a bigger trophy yeah, truthfully truthfully. So now the next question for me about the seat, or for you about the season. Do we get to add stuff to our jerseys? No, no, but it's a beautiful thing that you get to hold up. But what if we was like the first club that did? Has anybody done a travel? Oh yeah, like an Open Cup and and Toronto did their version of it because the Canadian Cup. Okay. Hey, Skate, what if we was the first team that did though? I'm gonna have me a gold boot on my Martinez jersey. Now that Champions League trophy would be a first. Now that would yes. Yes. That, and, so, that would be, and that to me is the most important thing. That's really what we got to go for. Exactly. I mean, because we broke every other. Well, in the every other format, but yes, Yeah, and in saying that. Oh, yeah, I did see it, it that too. And we've talked yeah. a lot about Mickey leaving, but we haven't talked anything about his replacement. Indeed. And that guy is the guy whose jersey that I'm wearing right here. River so, so Pitty's Pitty jumping in this slot? Yeah, Pitty's pretty much jumping in this uh, position. Uh, and yeah, it, it could be where, you know, he plays a 10 or. He, Play a left wing, or he could play where. I think he and Barco will be entertaining. Yeah, where it was up top with uh, he and Joseph, where Mickey and Joseph was. Yeah, playing like up when top, they right? when they when they practically almost be like a two up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be something like that as well. I think he's as interchangeable as Mickey. Yeah, because not as defensive. From what I what I what I've seen over there. Oh yeah. And then too, you know, I, I really like when, when I first, you know, because I had to look him up as a yeah. player, and, you know, see his yeah. skills and everything. Oh, but I think we all did. Yeah. yeah. When first, you know, the first thing we seen was he had just won a championship. Oh, yeah. We had just won a championship. Yeah. So I was like, hey, bro. You know, I, I called my brother, Doe. Bro, you seen this new champion we about to get over here after we just yeah. won a championship? And when, when the first thing he stated was, hey, 
I like winning championships. They uh -huh. like winning championships. Uh -huh. I think it matters. I was like, yeah. And I was on Fox 5. I don't know if you saw the video, but they interviewed me and they asked me, like, Oh, yeah, we this. went down there to uh, yeah, we, the we did Peaky Watch. We saw them at the yes, 30, and it was kind of one of those things, like, you know, Fox 5 was asking, you know, for the people that don't understand what a PT Martinez sign is, can you can you break it down for us? It's like, you're signing the South American Player of the Year from Argentina. You know, we're not talking about, you know, yeah, some a place where they don't, yeah, guy, play, yeah, play ball. Out they, there, they play everybody ball. plays football. And he was the best player on the team that just won One, their version yeah. of the Champions League. Mm -hmm. And exactly. so, so, so with PT Martinez, you're talking about a guy that is just an absolute monster, like we said, an interchangeable piece, can be a 10, can be an 8, which is what I think is going to lead to the development of Barco which is another yes. thing that we haven't talked about, but you're bringing in a guy that I think can develop our other big signing mm -hmm. into what we all hope he can become in year two. I mean, I'm, I can't flex to you. Like, you know, when Barco was playing last year, you know, before that uh, little interruption, man, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is family out here, Barco. Yeah, yeah you can't be messing with family. Yeah, man, you can't, you know, we gotta keep it locked. But it's all good, we keep it moving. But we love you, baby, you know? We moved on. Look, you're the little homie, we understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We like, cause you know, I literally, when I heard, heard the news, I was like, Hey man, but I forgot, bro's 18. You know, he don't really go to code like that. Know, he just got true, to the city. That's you know what I'm saying? We gotta, but um, yeah. he's he's definitely showed us a lot last year. You know, yeah. uh, and people a, a couple he big scores. He was really hurt. Yeah, he, was yeah, he, had, the, he had the quad yeah. injury mm -hmm. that, that, that kept him out of some big games. And I think a lot of people were quick to say, we gotta keep Miguel, we gotta keep Miguel, send Barco out, do whatever you gotta yeah, do to only, take a loss. only because of that. I think they're really kind of undercutting what he's actually telling before he came yeah, over. And, and, and the potential of what he can be, because everybody knows we signed him big because he was young like that too. He was already a monster, don't get me right. wrong, but right. you know, he was, he was we're, winning we're championships big on our development here. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He was the cog in their team. He was taking their penalties. It's oh, no wonder they tried to take him back so quick. Mm -hmm. uh, probably too, yeah. Well, that's a report, and maybe that's true. Maybe I that's seen a little something-something. Something. I was going to call my vatos, <laughs> see what's yeah. going on down there. Stop okay. coming for our play. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> They're here you know what I'm We got us a championship. We, we, we just... Y'all right. hey, ain't seen what we did with Martinez. We written y'all for a nice long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you, we, you can go home when it's retired. Yeah, bro. We had we had a lot of dry times in Atlanta, man. We, we have championships. Absolutely. You know, sure. Atlanta United is keeping us afloat right now. Yeah, man. Shout out to my Falcons. I love y'all. But you see, we performed at the Super Bowl and I didn't see you. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's a little bit of a no slight, slight embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. We, hey, we have two teams that are not Atlanta Falcons. But you know, it's yeah. I'm about to say, the jersey looks good and the matches are coming up. We got three weeks from today and we're Bro. in Costa Rica playing already on it. What are your thoughts on the Champions League coming up? Uh, we're trying to make waves. Those baby. matches. I mean, I, I really think we need to drop. We need to drop a shirt that say. You gonna have to step back, or you gonna I drown off the waves. For real, no, for real. I, I really think yeah. Atlanta's gonna go out there and make waves, man. Cause oh, yeah. exactly what we did to the MLS, you know, showing them that we can build a, a brand that is bigger than anybody expected in soccer. We can have a team that, you know, can outrate everybody in this league. And it's, it's, it's time, bro. It's time. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's time. time. We we done proved it over here. Now, now it's like right. It's time for time to put some money in your mouth, please. Yeah. Next yeah, stage. I agree, I agree. So, uh, you know, we know that uh, We Ready has been a huge hit amongst Atlanta United fans and really now the World Super Bowl, all that. Yeah, that you, is great. You yeah. dropped United, we conquered last year. Fantastic shift. Appreciate and it. And now you got, you got something going on for uh, season three, man? Yes, sir. Actually, yeah. um, <laughs> I can't really say exactly what we're going to do for United yeah. because uh, Jeez, uh, geez, yeah, I'm, I'm told to keep it under wraps. Yeah. But... You know, if, if you heard, you know, a statement that was made at the Super Bowl, there's only one we ready. So we're going to make that very well known. Uh, and you know me, man, you know, I like halo boards and, you know, billboards and, you know, and we we definitely know that our team, you know, supports us. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And Kingdom Come album's coming. And, you know, you Kingdom, you know, Crown, Championship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what y'all think. Y'all send us in some ideas of what y'all think we might need to do. And we can make it happen. Definitely oh, yeah. hit the block parties. I want to start putting together more parties and functions, yeah. you know, around you know the the, uh, the youth. We try to raise some funds for the youth because you know yeah. we're we're a whole lot into mm -hmm. helping in the them. Community. Yeah, yeah with, the, with the soccer thing because oh. it's crazy how soccer is bringing. You know, it, it's such a team oriented game. Mm -hmm. It's real easy to teach life skills through it. So, especially with some know, of the organizations that we have here in the city, like yeah. soccer. In the Shout streets, out to soccer in the streets. Oh boy, that weed over there, yeah. repping hard, Tony Tone. You know, I did a lot of work with Soccer in the Streets when, when I worked with ATL Gooners. So oh, I, word. You know, soccer in the Streets has always been a, a great organization, putting green spaces in, in unused spaces like train stations. Yeah, but that was covered amazing. All when the I world. first seen the first one of those, and they just yeah. opened up West End as well. So oh, for real? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You seen that one yet? Oh, the new one you was talking about. Yeah, West Side Wingback. Shout out to my West Side team, the West Side yeah, Wingback. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? We coming for y'all straight off Simpson Road. But y'all know what time it is. Very nice, very nice. But uh, yeah, we, uh, you know, thanks so much for joining us, Archie. We, uh, you know, if you got something else going on, you know, you want to shout it out now, let us know. Oh man, God is good. The beautiful game project coming soon. Shout out to Adidas. We putting this thing together, man. Y'all make sure y'all show out and appreciate the love, man. And shout out to Atlanta United Fan TV. You did. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Hey man, you already know what it is, brother. Five strike fan, man. For life. You did. Hell yeah. And we also spoke to some of the Magpie fans, members of the Toon Army. This is Newcastle Fans TV with Johnny and Kyle. Hi guys, it's Johnny from Newcastle Fans TV. Still in a fantastic mood after Newcastle beat Manchester City 2-1 yesterday. And also with the news that Miguel Almiron is signing for Newcastle by the look of it. And I'm just doing this quick video for all the Atlanta United fans out there just to say what kind of player am I expecting? Well, the sort of player that I'm expecting is a pacey dribbler in particular, maybe as a number 10, quite creative. Um, someone to put pressure on Iosi Perez for that number 10 role. But we're hoping for an upgrade, to be honest. Newcastle have never spent this amount of money on anybody. It'll be the record transfer signing. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a massive NLS watcher, but from what I've seen, like little clips, he knows where the back of the net is. He's got a fantastic uh, free kick in him as well. I've seen a couple of free kick goals as well. So I'm hoping that he can be maybe a comp comp uh, competition for Matt Ritchie for set pieces. But we just need, like I say, an upgrade. Something that can give us a bit more competition, especially in the attacking areas. We've really lacked a threat in the last few games, um, particularly against the clubs that are in and around us where we needed to get that goal. Because that might be crucial from now till the end of the season if Newcastle are going to be a Premier League club or not. But there is going to be a lot of pressure on Miguel Almiron. You know, Newcastle fans, you know, maybe not expecting miracles, but maybe we want to see something a bit more different because... Again, it's the price tag. It's a lot of money, 20, 21 million pounds. There is going to be a lot of pressure on him, but I'm sure you'll enjoy this Premier League adventure. I think this is when, you know, maybe he's a boy at Atlanta United and he comes to Newcastle as a man and maybe has to stand on his own two feet. But the type of player, you know, you're hoping that he's going to be able to create goals, maybe assist a few goals, but also help the likes of Solomon Rondon get a few more goals, um, which will be great to see because... If it helps him, it helps the team and it helps Rafa Benitez and you know we want to finish as high as possible. In terms of the price, I think it's a fair price. I think, you know, yes, he may be slightly unknown in terms of the European market, but there were some big clubs linked with Miguel Almiron likes of Inter Milan and Napoli. Um so there's a lot of clubs that have seen some great potential in him. So I think twenty million pounds roughly is a good price. I think it's a fair price. Um and it, it just shows that Newcastle may be and it's sad to say, but might look at a sell-on into another into another club, and they can go. Well, we've paid twenty million. We want double, or we want if 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 Almiron does well for Newcastle. But in terms from now to the rest of the season, you know Newcastle after beating Manchester City, I'm sure Almiron would have seen that before he headed off uh, from the US to Newcastle and gone. I like the look of this. I like the look that Newcastle can compete with the big boys alike of Manchester City. And um, I think we'll have to maybe look at staying in this division first. I think that's the first priority. But let's just see how high we can finish. I think we have a good enough squad. And the likes of Almir and hopefully we'll make that uh, transition quite quickly. And hopefully he'll help us get to 40 points as soon as possible. So that we can enjoy the rest of the season. And maybe see um, a little bit less pressure on the likes of Almir and on our other new signings. Hopefully if they get through the door. Um, I know Atlanta United are losing a hero. Um, he's done exceptionally well for you, but I just hope he can leave the same way that he's uh, going to be at Newcastle. Hopefully he gets a fantastic reception. Hopefully he'll be a cult hero, hopefully, because it seems that like he's wanted to move to the Premier League so much and he is now getting that opportunity. Hopefully Rafa Benitez can get the best out of him and hopefully Almiron can make a name for himself in the Premier League. Um, Atlanta fans, what, what do you make of this? I think it's got to be said that you're all losing the hero but um, I would imagine you'd be wishing them all the best and hopefully he does well for Newcastle and I'm sure he'll come back to Atlanta in some capacity in the next few years hopefully as a hero at Newcastle as well uh, this is my perspective and I hope that uh, everything works out well for Atlanta in the MLS season and hopefully Newcastle stay up as well thanks for watching
What's going on, Devin, mate? It's Kyle from Newcastle Fans TV. Um, I'm thrilled with the news that we're bringing in Miguel Almiron. I think we're bringing in a, a really good technical player that likes to take on players. and he's, I've heard he's a great free kick taker from watching a couple of your videos. Um, the price tag, I think we'll need to pay something like that to get a player of his quality and his stature. So the, the price tag is, is more of a shock to us Newcastle fans because Warner doesn't spend any money, basically. And... In terms of what we're expecting now as Newcastle fans, it's kind of now just trying to stay in the division, to be honest, mate. Like, Almiron will be a massive help towards that because we've been needing someone in his position now for a good 18 months, maybe two years. So, to, to be honest, it, it is a really good addition and I hope um, Almiron is a fantastic player because he is going to be our record signing now. Um, and yeah, all the best to Atlanta United for the upcoming season. I'll catch you later, man. So thanks to Johnny and Kyle from Newcastle Fans TV. Who did you have up next, AJ? We have Roberto Rojas, who is very, very close in with all the negotiations between Newcastle, Daniel Campos, Miguel Miron, Atlanta United. He was breaking a lot of these rumors, and we have him up next. I think when you look at all the factors that came into place when this was rumored to be happening about a month ago, I had reported from some sources that Newcastle United were going to be interested in him and, and of course sign him for the proposed offer of $15 million with an opportunity to loan. So there you have that into consideration, but then you look at other teams that were interested. You look at West Ham, Arsenal, Spurs. None of the teams were actually really, really interested because Newcastle were the only team that actually sent in an offer. And Campos has said that, uh, you know, many people close to the Almiron camp has said that. Um, so it, it was a matter of just, you know, finding or I would say playing poker uh, between Newcastle and Atlanta. So it, I think it was that case. I think it probably was the best case scenario because for many different factors. One, it's, of course, the team out of the four that were interested that would have paid uh, the significant amount of money, plus give him that opportunity to become a starter. I think when you look at the other clubs like Arsenal and Spurs, you, as great as a player that he is, it, it would have been very hard for him to start at a, right there from the get-go, where as in Newcastle, you know, record club signing, uh, a, a lot of pressure as well coming from MLS, you know, has that South American factor in, in, into play. Um, he, he will automatically be the, the starter. So I think it was just that and just for the the, uh, the Almiron camp and, and Campos as well to get the best deal that they can get from Atlanta and from Newcastle. To, um, that would be enough for him to take this big step forward and, and hopefully succeed in England. I think that all happened in a span of three days or four days that, you know, you get that rumors from Italy. Well, first, you got the rumors that Newcastle were, you know, completely off. They don't want to, they don't want to deal with this anymore. Then you hear that he's heading off to Napoli or Inter. Then all of a sudden, boom, it goes back. Then all of a sudden, he goes on a plane to, to London and then a helicopter to Newcastle. I'm like, wow, this must go really quick. So maybe there was something. I, I really don't know. I'm sure it, it could have happened beforehand, but he did express that there were teams interested in him from Spain, from Italy, from Germany, from England. So that part, I could, of course, uh, believe him. But in terms of him actually going to Italy and trying to do something, I have no clue if he actually did. But it did. That, that didn't matter because that just convinced Newcastle. I was like, okay, wait, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's get this guy. Let's get this guy for real. Let's be serious because we don't want him to, to go to those clubs if we're just too stingy to get him. So I think that was kind of the fact. I think it was kind of a, um, you know, just playing uh, devil's advocate. I don't know what the right word to say, but, you know, trying to trying to ooze off that interest and, and, and try to get them. That scare factor, essentially. Just get that scare factor from, from Newcastle and um, hopefully, and of course, get the deal done. You have to go back to, I think, the start of his career at not just Atlanta, but for Paraguay. You know, many people were looking to see who would be the next best player on the Paraguay national team, uh, something that we had been accustomed to for quite some time. And there wasn't. There wasn't there. We didn't have one player that was like that single star, like the standout one. Um, so then when Miguel came to Atlanta, many people were skeptical at the beginning because people were thinking he was already proven himself in, Ar in Paraguay and Argentina. He won, won the league titles there. And they're thinking, and because this was the stereotype back then, it's like, why is he going to the MLS? You know, why is he about to waste his career and go to Atlanta uh, and, and not go to Europe straight off? So 
I think that was there. But of course, they he proved everyone wrong, and he enjoyed the time there. And all of the Paraguayan fans are are big Almirón fans. And, you know, they're they're following MLS. They're following Atlanta. Of course, they have another Paraguayan with Tito Villalba, so that just gives them more interest. And you have that. You have the factor of all the other Paraguayan players coming into the league. Um, so yeah, I think that was the case. I think. For, for the Paraguayan people to hear the news about him going to Newcastle, I think they're they're over the moon. They're really over the moon. It's very popular. The Premier League is one of the more popular leagues. It's not the most popular league to watch in Paraguay. Uh, you know, you have supporters group of all the teams. Uh, obviously, Newcastle is well known for its uh, adaptations in the goal movies, a cult movie, I think, over there in Paraguay. So it, it just it falls. It, the pieces are all falling together. They're all going well. So I think uh, many people are very, very happy because this was a long time coming for a player like him who demonstrated what he was able to do at Atlanta. It already won the hearts of many Paraguayan players and 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 of course fans as well. So this is just the next big step of a hopefully a wonderful career and of course people are hopeful for him and, and the new generation of players to hopefully guide um, Paraguay into another World Cup, a World Cup that they haven't gone to in what would be 12 years. What I've been seeing over the last few hours of how many Atlanta fans are so sad to see him go, I think uh, having followed him, having followed the team and having realized how important he is to the city and how loved he is by so many people in Atlanta. I think this is a big loss uh, for the team. Um, but but I am very, very confident that his replacement, Pete Martinez, will do just a good job as, as if not better than what Miguel has done at Atlanta. So I'm, I'm confident on that end. So it, maybe for Atlanta, it seems like a loss-loss, but no, I think it's a it's a win-win for them. How do I feel about Miguel Amiron signing for Newcastle? Suddenly Magpie, Mickey is a magpie, la 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 la. Delighted. Now it's been a while since we spent this sort of money on a player. I think the Jackson 5 are still doing their thing. Ow! The kid looks rapid. He'll be sure to get bumped off seats quicker than a two for one special during happy hour. To be honest, we've not had the best of luck with Paraguayan internationals in the past. No, God, please, no. Let's hope he's not a bigger flop than this guy. Oh, on a serious note, it's got to be something special to be splashing out 20 million quid on a player. We all still think Mike Ashley's bank account's been hacked. What's our expectations, young sir? Someone with two arms, two legs, and can kick a ball in a straight line. So not high then. Nope. Even with these additions, you'll still be fighting for survival like Bob Marley. Yeah, man! Is the price tag too high or are we getting ripped off like a cheap Armani suit? Only time will tell. I think I left my crystal ball in my other pair of jeans. If he's half as good as he is on Football Manager, he'll be all right. For the mercy. Jeez. Hey guys, let's get into the transfer rumors. And this first one, it's maybe unbelievable. Who knows? But uh, I mean, Lakeep, a very, very They're trustworthy rapidly. source, yeah. uh, says that Paul Pogba's brother, Paul Pogba's brother of Manchester United fam, of uh, you know Tanner's favorite team, that whole thing, Florentine Pogba, mm -hmm. is uh, linked with us. He's a defender. And it says that he's on the verge of signing. Also, ESPN has said that he's very close. So there was also that picture of him back in December wearing the ATL exactly. United hat. Although I wouldn't put it past Darren Neal's to put hats and jerseys on you on know, people. And, uh, and next thing you know, Carmelo Anthony will be a five stripe player. And right. <laughs> He'll be random, an ambassador for the team. Random. Yeah, but uh, in this case, I mean, it's uh, maybe believable, but who knows? It may happen. But it leaves a conundrum with our international spots, of course, but Miguel Miron being sold, that does help that matter a little bit. But LGP being, uh, you know, kind of linked with some other stuff as right. well. I mean, is there smoke? Is there fire? I mean, what's I'm, going on? I'm not 100% sure behind it, but I also think that the international slots, like Jason Longshore was saying, is not really 100% mm -hmm. an issue that we need to worry about. Yeah. We have ACL United too. We can send a Gordon Wild or, mm -hmm. you know, um, an Anderson Asiedu to ATL United too for the mm -hmm. season on a loan, um, you know, and work something else out. Like, it's... He, he, he said it's kind of like worrying that the Falcons don't have enough six-round draft picks. It's sure. it's not that big a deal. We'll get it figured out. But mm -hmm. when it comes down to Pogba, uh, you know, coming from the Turkish, what, second division? Second division, uh, yeah. And, but he, we he, won't he, be attempting that. But he, he'd come <laughs> Say from, this name. he played at Saint-Étienne in, mm -hmm. in France. For a very and, long uh, time, yeah. Yeah, center back, right back. Um, obviously, 
the majority of the talent went to the brother. <laughs> um, There's you know, a, a, I think is, a few brothers. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, but, uh, yeah. He's 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 yeah. a talent. I mean, he's a good player. He's mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's it, good on the ball. He uh, and especially let's talk about right backs, which we certainly don't have enough of. If he yeah, can play okay. right back at all, um, that would be a position of need. A center back, it, it's always good for rotation. Although right. I wonder what that means for a Miles Robinson. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think this is maybe a, a depth move where you know we have all these competitions, especially prioritizing CCL, you need some very experienced hands against right. very tough competition, continental competition that's, yeah, going to be very, very tough. Well, and there's going to be players but, that are going to have to step up across the board, like yeah. a George Bello and a, a Jose Hernandez. Yeah, Come on down. Well. Yeah. You know, we're going to need to we're going to need to see defenders. This has always been an offensive team, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we're going to need people in the yeah. back if we keep dropping like flies. Indeed, indeed. Especially with Franco Escobar injury, but also Get Football News France also said that he's going to sign a one-year deal, so if it is, I mean, that's not really that crazy, and uh, that really, yeah, he's not on the books for very long. No, it's, it's an extended kind of, trial. Yeah, it's exactly. basically an extended trial and right. an issue where you you need bodies. It's right. it's another player. Right. And uh, so speaking of defenders and center backs, LGP was linked with Boca Juniors. And now you may know that LGP is a massive River Plate fan, but he also mentioned to AJC that yeah, I mean he wouldn't mind and he would take on the challenge if he it's did. It's a business. It's so, a business. I mean, it's one of those like he kind of, kind of, uh, kind of uh, fanned those flames a little bit, but uh, it really it came out pretty quickly right after that that LGP uh, in uh, I think Galazzo, Argentina. Uh, that he was saying, yeah, or it was TYC Sports, I apologize, but uh, that, yeah, um, you know, basically Frank DeBoer pretty much refused to even... Non-transferable. Non-transferable or intransferable, uh, whatever. Intransferable. <laughs> whatever it was, uh, yeah, the, the English was a little difficult to, uh, to translate. Basically, first, he's not going anywhere, so yeah. you can keep your five Rejected million. the offer, <laughs> so uh, I think it's happy days for a lot of five-track fans because... Now, yeah. I wonder how much of that is... LGP, you know, keeping in mind that this is a business, but I also yeah. wonder how much of that is him saying, I'd really like a new contract. And I, I saw what Ico Parra just got with Minnesota, and mm-hmm. I know what Aaron Long makes with, with the Red Bulls, and I'd really like to stay in Atlanta. And I know what you just paid Joseph Martinez. <laughs> yeah. So let's get a deal done. Right. And it could have been where all this had uh, something to, you know, kind of in ties with each other because Miguel Miron wasn't sold at that point when these rumors were right. coming out. So when you have the the TAM that we're going to get from Miguel Miron, probably around seven seven hundred fifty TAM, yep. that's fantastic, and you know that can go to these type of players that need raises, like an LGP, like Russell Russell, exactly. And uh, it's unfortunately why a player like uh, maybe a Greg Garza was moved on. Yep. But, of course, uh, with other issues as well, maybe his uh, injury history is... is but also to give a slot to Bellow. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. you, you, have so. players, you have players here on this roster that put mm-hmm. together a championship run, and you yeah. have to pay them. You know, it's, it's very similar in other sports. Like, you'll see, maybe in the NFL, you'll have a team like the Seahawks that had Russell Wilson on a rookie contract, so they were able to go out and have the best defense in the league. But the minute that players started coming due... you got to balance the books. you got to balance the books. And it's, tough. it's definitely a difficult thing. But like right. like you said, the, the, the gam and tam that we get from the cell of Miguel and Rome yeah. and, and other moves, you know, I think that the whole posturing and the, the idea of LGP going mm-hmm. to Boca was always a contract negotiation ploy by both him and his agent. Yeah, it very well could be. And it's, uh, you know, with all these rumors, just the... The transfer window about to slam shut in on Thursday. I mean, we've had a hell of a window. I mean, it's one of those where we brought in some players. We brought in the 2018 South American Player of the Year. We re-signed s- the MVP. Resigned the MVP. Sold Miguel Miron for a record transfer fee. I mean, we brought is in the South American Player of the Year. You, you hell did, of a win. You did three mega things. Most teams don't even do one. Most teams don't even do one. And most teams don't have an MVP say. I want to stay here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's that team down south that had a Canadian that couldn't get that couldn't get out fast enough. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> let's let's talk about what this off season has really meant and going into a little bit more depth. Like we've talked about the sale of Miguel Almiron, it's massive for the league, it's massive for the player, it's massive for the team. Right. Now, re-signing Joseph Martinez, I feel is just as big mm-hmm. because if you lose a keeps 30, the league MVP. Yeah, if you one. lose a thirty-plus goal scorer that said that he wanted to be here and yeah. considers Atlanta to it would be, be a failure, yeah. that would have been an absolute abject failure. So, true. having him sign—I mean, we're talking five 
years. You're getting Joseph Martinez in his prime. And next year, I really don't think that there's going to be that much of a drop-off because, as we mentioned, the South American player of the year, P.T. Martinez, is coming in from River Plate to He's fill the... He's feeding him all yeah. those tasty little balls. Hole. He's going to yep. fill the hole that was left by Miguel Amaron. And yeah. then over and above that, I still believe that Ezekiel Barco is going to do big, big things. Hopefully so, but let's move on into the mailbag. You guys sent in these questions through IG Story. Please continue to do so, and we may answer your question in the future. Yep. First question comes from PC7 Ajzaul Lopez. Asal? Asal Lopez. That's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, it's very difficult. I mean, you try to read that. But uh, what does the Miggy transfer mean in the big scheme of things? European view of MLS. Well, we've kind of covered that a little bit. I mean, the, the European view of the MLS is evolving, much like the league itself. Um, there is the mentality that it was a retirement league and that it's just Rooney and Zlatan and Beckham and a bunch of people that go over there to retire. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Um, Obviously, I hope Miguel goes over there and wrecks shop so that people will start to watch MLS a little bit more and with a little bit more intent. I have always said all along that I see the MLS on par with the Eredivisie, which is the, the Dutch league. Mm -hmm. um, you, it's not top-heavy. There's a lot of good teams. There's a mm -hmm. lot of young talent, and we're looking to be a league that develops and sells right. players. So um, I hope that Miguel goes over there and wrecks shop. I think that he's a guy that could come in in the remaining, what, 14 games of the Premier League season. If he gets... You know, cut in like a, he may not play against Spurs uh, this weekend, but if he plays against Wolves and then he starts to get into the rotation against Huddersfield and starts a remainder of the games, I you know he could be he could he could get you double digit assists in the last couple if he has some massive runs, you know. But next season, I think he could be a ten goal, ten assist player, which you need if if you're going to spend twenty million pounds on a player. Right, and uh, in terms of the big scheme of things, like this is a massive, uh, huge, yeah, like. The, the focus on this league as a uh, you know a league that can move on players from other leagues and move them to Europe that's massive yeah. because you know that allows other teams that because yeah we won't be able to get all the great players from other leagues and put them all on our team because of this salary cap and uh, so you have that where other teams in the league will be able to get a very strong player that's in their prime at 22 to 24 and be able to sell them on. The more teams that are able to do this makes this a stronger league. You more, know what else it makes you? More money coming in. It makes you that portal and that view yeah. to that South American kid who, you know, maybe he's in the Corinthians Academy or maybe he's maybe he's with Atletico Nacional in Colombia or maybe he's at River Plate or, or, or Boca Juniors and he's 16 or 17 and he's plotting his next move and he's saying, do I want to go sit and get loaned around Europe or do I want to go to MLS and play for two seasons and then be, you know, the next Miguel Amaron? Mm -hmm. So I think that what this does for Atlanta and what this does for the MLS, it's more so selfishly what it does for Atlanta. It makes us, you know, the beacon of hope for all of the young sure. South American talent that don't want to go ride pine in a, you know, yeah. German second division after signing. And then Chelsea. play in front of 70,000 fans. Exactly. And then, we, offer, yeah. we offer everything and we offer a steady paycheck. Yeah. So, you know, you come... Paychecks that don't bounce. Exactly. Very important. You, you come to Atlanta United, you have a situation where... Your, your travel is going to be a little bit more extensive, but mm -hmm. you're going to have first-class training facilities, first-class accommodations. Mm -hmm. You're going to have translators. You're going to have chefs. You're going to have all those other right. situations that aren't afforded to you in other areas of the world. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get the opportunity for the club to not hold you back. Right. And a player like Pitsy Martinez uh, is looking at this move, and he's licking his chops because yep. that's... Uh, Two Maybe years from now, cards. we're doing the same thing. Yeah, if yeah. we're not doing it next season, after right. he's the MLS MVP. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But uh, we'll get quickly through these other ones. Uh, next question comes from Eduardo V14. Where do you see Barco playing, left mid or cam? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably both, uh, depending on the formation, depending on the match. But uh, I think mostly for me, he's going to probably be a left midfielder, left winger. And uh, you know, we'll see when Pitti's out of the the team if uh, he needs to rest. Probably Barco in. Yep. Uh, next question comes from Sami Zagib. Do you think that Pitti can do better than Almiron this season? What is better? Because that's the whole thing that we were. It's having tough to on. define. It's there, tough yeah. to define. Miguel Almiron was 13 goals and 11 assists, but he was also an amazing defensive player that tracked back. He was a box to box midfielder. Mm -hmm. Pitti Martinez is a winger, striker, scorer, center attacking mid. So he won't similar. track back as much. Yeah, as he's uh, not going to track back but... as much, but he's going to beat six players with his dribbling. Very similar. He's mm -hmm. going to score probably with a higher proficiency because he's two-footed. Um, that's a tough comparison. That's yeah. It's not apples to apples, but I think 
I think PT can give you similar returns. It's just tough to say because let's say he gives you 17 goals and five assists. Is that similar? I mean, it's it's less of one and more of another. I, right. He's more of a scorer than Miguel was. Miguel was yeah. more of a, a feeder. Right, indeed. And yeah, that's uh, that's the argument that we have to make. There is that you know it's uh, these numbers. Like, what, what do they really mean in relation to each other? And next question, Mr. Tupac, who will have a better season, Barco or Pitti? Um, that's, again, if we're talking about stats and numbers, I hope P.T. Martinez. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Barco be a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ultimately, like I said, I, I don't know if P.T. was brought in to be a number 10. He might wear the number 10, mm-hmm. uh, but he's great on the wing. I mean, he's a he's a dominant winger, and yeah, he scores a lot of goals, or yeah. you know, has a really good eye for, yeah. for goal, and so it's one of those where, yeah, I mean, if it's a matter of like, okay, he gets double digits in goals, but not in assists, but Barco gets double digits in assists, yeah, and not goals. If Barco comes out and gives fine. you, let's say, between six and eight goals and between thirteen and fifteen assists, I think that's a great yeah, season that's for a good Barco. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, if PT comes out and gives you seventeen and five. I think that that's kind of what you want to see because ultimately we're hoping that they're feeding Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Yumit Baglan. How much do you love Almiron? Multiple cry face emojis, sad face emojis. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter picture today, but you know Jay Riddle, of course, with the video that was making kids cry and adults cry, and it's it's <sighs> it's everywhere. You know. Yes, we. Like I said, we're in the stages of, of grief where, you know, we're at acceptance. We absolutely love Almiron to answer <laughs> the do. question. And it's, uh, it's of course, very sad that he is leaving, but it's a bittersweet feeling. Yeah, he'll have a ch- I mean, yeah. you know, he, ultimately, he I hope move. he wanted the move. I hope that he has a statue or at least, you know, a Cristiano Ronaldo style bust outside of of MBS yeah, yeah. one day, you know, because he, yeah, he was a key cog. A key cog, original 17, one of the guys that signed with the team when uh, when there wasn't a team. Right. So, you know. Yeah, uh, he believed in our our, uh, our project and, yeah, man, what a All player. the best, yeah. But uh, a similar question, schoolboy, what do I do to fill the void Miggy's departure has left in my heart? Well, Atlanta United actually posted on Twitter today, uh, PT Martinez's bicycle kick, and there's a thing called Should YouTube. Well, a little bit. I was about to say, there's a thing called YouTube, and he was South American Player of the Year and a FIFA yeah. Top 100 Player of the Year. I would just go watch PT Martinez. And also, um, you've got Joseph Martinez, you know, the MVP, still got Julian Gressel, still got Brad Guzan. Go, you know, you know what I would do? I would go learn a new chant. That, that's what I'd do. I'd come up with my very own PT Martinez chant. Um, just be creative. Find something to do. There's, I mean, we're, we're three weeks away from Champions League, so I don't think it's going to be that bad. Like I said, be happy Miggy left and, you know, wish him all the best uh, in the Premier League and get ready for uh, 2019 because we've got a lot of trophies to play for. And, you know, these next three weeks are going to fly by and then it's going to be, you know, the middle of the season. All right. Last question comes from Alex Austin 18. Will Miguel be a starter, do you think? I mean, if you're breaking the transfer record, I would like, certainly you know, hope so. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're the highest paid player on the club and your name's not Mesut Ozil and you're not at Arsenal, then yeah, I would hope you would play every single match. But um, yeah, it's it's going to take some time for him to bleed into that squad. Yeah. Like I, like we mentioned with Archie, they have uh, Tottenham, Wolves, and then Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. So Tottenham might be a little quick. He might get a cameo appearance if the cl- yeah. if the fans are clamoring for it. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I could see Rafa bringing him in, you know, 75th minute, giving him 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, then they play Wolves, I believe, on February the 11th. Uh, but then there's the international break until yeah. the 23rd. So um, if he doesn't leave with Paraguay, or maybe he will, maybe he gets back in time for you know some some more practice with the team. He's gonna um, be busy. He's That's gonna be really busy. Sure. But but honestly, I I could see him starting by the 23rd against Huddersfield. Yeah. Guys, if not the 11th against Wolves. Indeed. But uh, guys, that gets us to our question of the day. And this question is uh, because of that unfortunate link, uh, or leak rather, uh, from... Uh, the link Franco to the Esco- leak. Yeah, the link to the leak. But uh, <laughs> that Franco Escobar's girlfriend unfortunately did. What do you guys think of the leaked kit? Let us know in the comments below. We really look forward to what your comments are. But guys, that's the episode. Thank you so much to all the guests that came on and Devin, of course. Hey, man, I'm but, uh, here, and I'm ready. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We're so ready for the season. It's not coming soon enough, but uh, guys. Three weeks from today. <laughs> indeed. And guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. 
And for Devin, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.